Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 18th of November. A Dutch court has found three men guilty of downing MH17 in 2014, which killed 298 people on board, including 38 Australians. Two Russians and a pro-Moscow Ukrainian have been handed the life sentences and the fourth was acquitted, but the convicted criminals won't be serving any time behind bars with all believed to be in hiding. Here is Presiding Judge Hendrik Stenhis. Only the highest possible prison sentence would be appropriate punishment in retaliation of what the accused did and what caused so much grief to so many victims and relatives. The court imposes a lifelong prison sentence to Gherkin, Dubinsky and Karchenko. Australian economist Sean Turnell will return home today after being released from jail in Myanmar. Mr Turnell was detained 21 months ago after the last military coup after serving as an economic advisor to deposed leader Aung San Suu Kyi. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he spoke to Sean moments after his long-awaited release. 650 days of unfair, unjust imprisonment uh, in Myanmar and is uh, well, and this is just a wonderful outcome. Flood devastated communities across the central west of New South Wales are bracing for another round of wet weather this weekend. While the rain is set to be less severe than the torrential downpours this week, it still poses a significant threat to already inundated catchments. Meantime, it's feared a third person has been swept away in floodwaters in Yugara. Our reporter Saskia Channing has the latest. As the community comes to grips with the loss of 60-year-old Diane Smith, whose body was found two days ago, they're now also reeling over news that a third person has met a similar fate. A police officer helping an elderly woman escape flooding on Monday witnessed the body of a young man pass by but lost sight of the body in fast-moving waters. There's been no further reports of missing people in the area, so police have appealed for public assistance in identifying the person while the search continues for the body. Search efforts have also ramped up for missing 85-year-old Les Vujek, who was last seen on Monday. More international support will reach the region today with a team of Singaporean emergency services personnel touching down in Sydney overnight. The Sri Lankan cricketer accused of sexually assaulting a Sydney woman has been granted bail. Danushka Gunathalaka allegedly met the woman on a dating app last month while he was in Australia for the T20 World Cup. Our reporter Michaela Savage has more from Sydney. That's right, Tart. The 31-year-old has been in custody since his arrest on November 6. He's charged with four counts of sexual assault, allegedly committing the offences when the pair went back to the woman's residence in Rose Bay after a date at Opera Bar. Mr Gunathalaka was granted conditional bail at Downing Centre local court yesterday. Among his bail conditions, he's not allowed to use any dating apps and can only use social media in the presence of his lawyer. He also has to report to Eastwood Police Station daily and has a curfew from 9pm to 6am. A WA family is demanding justice after a 13-year-old boy was attacked by a police dog. Our reporter Alicia McFarlane has the details from Perth. Tash, our Premier has now weighed in on the incident that happened in Perth's southeast on Sunday night. He's leapt to the defence of police, saying they acted on information received from triple zero callers. The 13-year-old boy suffered facial injuries after officers deployed a police dog during the incident. 
Mark McGowan says officers were told about a group which had allegedly entered properties during a crime spree. It's a very unfortunate situation. Had they known that there were juveniles involved, I'm advised they wouldn't have uh, released any dogs from any vehicles. Uh, but they didn't know there were juveniles involved. There was no reports that they were juveniles. The family wants to see body cam footage of the incident. The Premier hasn't addressed that, but he doubts it'll be released publicly. Staying in Perth and Cassius Turvey will be farewelled this morning at a private funeral service. Family and friends will gather to honour the 15-year-old who was allegedly murdered last month. Rallies and vigils for Cassius have been held across the country and around the world in recent weeks. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Some important data out this week showing unemployment is down and wages are going up. That could be good news, but it's bad news for inflation and subsequently interest rates. Absolutely right. It, it is beginning to look like another rate hike just in time for Christmas. Look, the, the general consensus was that unemployment would uh, edge slightly up, but the numbers do show our labour market is tighter than ever. About 32,000 people found jobs during the month of October. So unemployment is now sitting at 3.4%, down by 0.1% from the previous month. That's the lowest level since the mid-1970s. And this is going to be tough for businesses because the September quarter wages showed a big jump. Almost one in two workers in the private sector saw a 4.3% boost to their pay over the three months to September 30. So this is what businesses are grappling with, uh, skill shortages, higher costs and rising rates. And no doubt this is going to flow on to higher prices for consumers. With this in mind, you pretty much have to draw the conclusion that the RBA is going to hike rates up in December. And the consensus is about a 0.25% hike. So this would see somebody on a half a million dollar mortgage pay almost $900 more in repayments since the first hike back in May. Now, it's interesting to note that the uh, number of homeowners locking in has fallen, just 4% of homeowners locked in September. But there are now two-year fixed rates that are actually lower than the average standard variable rate. Look, it's a big call to make if you want to lock in or stay variable. Keep in mind, some economists are forecasting more hikes in 2023 and others like the CBA are forecasting that the cash rate will remain steady for the first half and then drop in the second half of 2023. Certainly, Effie, with those increasing interest rates and the rising cost of living, it's tough for many Australians right now. Only 37 days to Christmas. Who's counting? What are some of the really, really simple, easy ways we can save money in the lead up to the festive season? Yeah, Tasha, it doesn't seem like much 37 days, but I tell you what, you put a plan in place and there's plenty that can be done and uh, plenty can be made and saved during these 37 days. So let me start by saying, how about kicking off at least, uh, sorry, cutting back at least two subscriptions. Now, you only need to do this for one month. Pick the two most expensive and cut them out for that month. Then cut down on mindless spending. Maybe it's a coffee for you. Maybe it's a bottle of water. Maybe it's breakfast out every morning. So one less coffee per day between now and Christmas could see a saving of $166. The other easy one is sell one item around the home. And according to Gumtree's Circular Economy report, there's about $7,000 worth of unwanted items just lying around our homes. Uh, 
And on average, you've got 21 of these items. So do some quick sums there and you can see each item is about $330 there. And then try putting your skill set to use on uh, job sharing platforms like Airtasker. So they've got a great little guide there. One thing we can all do is clean and plenty of people want clean houses before Christmas. Work three hours there, take out their fee and you could earn about $35, $40. And then finally, if you do go out to a Christmas party, don't buy when you can hire it. There are plenty of designer outfits online. I found one where I could pick up for $85 instead of $695. So all up, Tush, you've got over $800 there to save. Love a bargain and put the teenagers to work. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You have a great weekend. Thanks, Effie. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Josh Conway. Josh, good morning. Australia started its one-day series against England in very impressive style last night. They sure did, Tash, and a very good morning to you. The Aussies sealing a six-wicket win over the old enemy in Adelaide in the first of three one-dayers. Against the Poms, a trio of half-centuries from David Warner, Travis Head and Steve Smith cancelled out a ton from England's Darwood Milan as we comfortably chased down the target of 288. Smith finished with an unbeaten 80 after Warner and the man you're about to hear, hometown hero Travis Head, put on 147 or the first wicket. Steve looked awesome at the end there. He, he looked like he was moving really well to the ball. We all got starts. Uh, it's nice to get a win. It's nice to play well and, and, and move into over the next two games to do the same thing. In his first game in charge of the 50-over side, Pat Cummins was also a happy man, speaking post-game to Fox Sports. Yeah, real kind of team performance as well. Everyone got involved with the win, so we came in here really fresh um, you know, after a week and keen to get back into it and, yeah, showed it today. And Josh, the Kangaroos have locked in their squad for this weekend's big World Cup final. They have, and it's an unchanged 19-man squad task. Coach Mal Meninga opting for the same lineup that got it done in the semi-finals. There had been a bit of chatter around Nathan Cleary's form at halfback and potentially sliding Daly Cherry Evans back into the starting lineup, but will go in unchanged for the decider. That includes front rower Regan Campbell Gillard, who will go head-to-head with Parramatta teammate. And Samoan skipper Junior Polo. These are two big boys, I can tell you, Tash, and the kangaroo has told Fox Sports he's not expecting an easy ride. I'll have to probably give him a little message to a little gentleman's agreement first and make sure he doesn't take my head off, but he's a, uh, a massive part of that team. To the AFL, Irish Dasher Connor McKenna has nominated Brisbane as his home for 2023. The former bomber has been back home in Ireland but looks set to make a return down under. And Sydney FC rain on Ange Postacoglu's homecoming last night in the soccer. They defeated his Celtic side 2-1 in the Sydney Super Cup, a deserved result according to Ange. To be fair, Sydney were, were the better team, especially in the first half, and uh, plenty of goalmouth action, which hopefully the supporters enjoyed. Postacoglu on Paramount there. And finally, Tash, an interesting one. A-League Chief Danny Townsend has made an audacious bid to bring Cristiano Ronaldo to Australia. The star goal scorer looks to have played his last game at Manchester United, but his reported $800,000 per week salary. Maybe just a tiny hurdle for our clubs down under Tash, but I guess if you don't ask, you don't get. That sounds like a lovely wage. Thanks so much, Josh. And in one of the biggest plot twists in Australian television history, the nation's longest running soapy Neighbours is coming back. Big time fan and our reporter, Matt Layton, has all the details. Neighbours, everybody needs good neighbours, just a friendly-
Ramsey Street has tackled 35 natural disasters, 115 car crashes and 39 weddings over a 37-year history spanning 8,903 episodes. But the Axed Aussie Soap is about to deliver its biggest cliffhanger, a back-from-the-dead storyline that would even impress Harold Bishop. Harold! Less than six months after the finale, the show's been given an unexpected lifeline with Amazon Freebie and Prime Video to the rescue after British broadcaster Channel 5 initially pulled the plug. Thank you for all the love and loyalty you've shown us here at Mavis. We miss you and we can't wait to see you again. Good news for Aussie viewers, Network 10 has retained first-run broadcast rights, while Amazon will offer the entire 37-year catalogue of the soap. As they say, everybody really does need good neighbours. When good neighbours become Love it. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. Please stay safe and we'll see you on Monday. Listener.